they're saying that our bill was sent to collections, but we never received a bill in the mail. They checked their system and they said, well, here's the address we have for you. And it was it was the wrong address. They had like transposed some numbers around and who knows where the bill actually went. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends, as some of you know, I do a little moonlighting on the side, co-hosting the Money with Friends podcast with Joe Salcihai of Stacking Benjamins. And we recently revealed our new season two cast of Thought Leader guest co-hosts, which includes Chris Browning of the Popcorn Finance Podcast. I first got to know Chris, whose podcasts share personal finance advice and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn, when he was a guest on this podcast a little while back. It's one of my favorite episodes because Chris's story is about something that could really happen to any of us. Not getting a bill we were supposed to get, not even knowing that we were getting the bill, and then getting in trouble for not paying the bill we never received. And in Chris's case, the consequences were painful. Here is Popcorn Finance's Chris Browning. Chris Browning, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on the success of your podcast, Popcorn Finance. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But first, I want to get to your money story. This is one of the most serious stories and most important stories to come to this podcast yet. It freaked me out. I got to be honest with you because it's something that could literally happen to anyone. And the consequences were serious. They could have been even worse. Tell us what happened. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, my wife, she had to go in for surgery and, you know, which is never a good thing. So we went to the hospital, you know, everything I taken care of. She's she's all well now. We figured, you know, we just get a bill in the mail. That's what how most medical bills come. They just send you something in the mail. Did they do any paperwork while you were at the hospital? Did you give them insurance information? I mean, what actually transpired at the hospital? Because you do usually fill out some stuff. Yeah. So leading up, you know, you sit in the, the finance office and, you know, they have you sign a couple of waivers and disclosures and, you know, they say, all right, you know, let's see your insurance. They took a copy and they said, okay, we'll bill you. And that's literally all they told me. No, no further information other than that. And the hospital was in network. Do you remember? Yeah, it was, it was an in network hospital. It's one so you we're, were doing, with. you were trying to be in network. Okay. Yeah. So we did everything we thought we were supposed to do. And I, we visited the hospital before and they, the billing seemed to work fine. So, you know, we didn't even think twice about it. It felt normal. This might be important later on. You were in the system having visited the hospital before. Yeah, it was a local hospital. Okay. And so, you know, we we just thought, you know, we'll get a bill in the mail like we have in the past. We waited around. Nothing came after a couple of months. And to be honest, I kind of just forgot about it because it had been so long and it just had never showed I up. I would totally forget about it. Yeah, after two months, you assume you would receive it. After that, life just goes on. You do other things. You, you live life. And so I have this habit of checking my my credit score because I uh, one of my credit cards on their app, they allow you to check your credit score for free and they'll update it like every seven days. And so I was just taking a look at it and I noticed my credit score had dropped like a crazy amount. It dropped about 150 points. That was very alarming, <laughs> to say the least. And so I decided to take a look at my credit report. And, you know, I went to freecreditreport.com. I saw this like delinquency mark and I was like, that's strange. I 
remember paying all of my bills. Right. <laughs> and and when I looked into it, it just gave me a, just a random number. It didn't really give me a lot of details. Like a phone number? Yeah, it was a random phone number from a, just an area code I'd never seen before. And so I, I gave the phone number a call and then, you know, they gave me the detail. They said, this is from the hospital that we had visited. And they said, you didn't pay your bill and it's been turned over to a collection agency. And this was the collection agency that I was speaking with. Wow. I was just shocked. And I was like, well, how did this happen? And, you know, they, they have limited information. Sure. And all, all they allowed me to do at the time was they said, would you like to set up a payment plan? And I was <laughs> like, well, well, yeah, I, would, I want to get this cleared up. But I was like, let me call the hospital first. Well, right. And how do you even know they're legit? I mean, they're saying they have the debt. But what exactly happened? Because you'd never heard from the hospital. Exactly. So I was a little hesitant. I was like, I don't want to give you money just yet. <laughs> so I, I called the hospital and I got a hold of the billing department. And I, I asked them, I said, you know, I see this delinquency on my credit report. They're saying that our bill was sent to collections, but we never received a bill in the mail. They said, well, yeah, we mailed it out to you. And I was like, well, we, we haven't gotten anything for months. So they checked their system and they said, well, here's the address we have for you. And it was it was the wrong address. They had like transposed some numbers around and who knows where the bill actually went. Which is crazy because two things. First of all, you had been to this hospital before. So presumably you were in the system correctly at some point because you had paid previous bills. And number two, any company, any person, we should all do it, but certainly a company, a hospital should have a return address. So if they were going to the wrong address, you would think that they would, you know, returned mail and the hospital re- would receive it back. Exactly. You think there'd be some type of notification for them to know that whatever they mailed out just came back. And they never called you because they also presumably called. your phone number is on there. Exactly. You think if they hadn't been paid all this time, they'd have at least called to follow up. But no, they. I think maybe it's just the sheer volume they deal with. They don't even try. They just immediately send it to collections after their time period had passed. So then what did you do? So after I verified with them what collection agency they actually sent the bill to, and it matched the information that I had received from the number I had called, I called the collection agency back because at that point the hospital said, there's nothing we can do. It's been sold to collections. You know, it's out of our hands. I called the number back. I spoke with them. I said, you know, yes, we, we want to take care of this. But I said, if we pay this off, is there a way that this could be removed from my credit report? Because it's, you know, it's a huge mark on my credit. And it's also not your fault. Exactly. And I, cause I explained to them, I said, we just never received the bill. I didn't know what type of pushback I was going to get if they were going to, you know, say no. But surprisingly, they said, they said, yes, you said, if you set up, if you agree to a payment plan now, they gave me the total amount. It matched what the hospital said it should be. They said, if you pay this off, we will contact the credit bureaus and have the, the delinquency removed because you've taken care of this. Of course, that's the least they can do. Did the hospital take any ownership of the fact that they had not followed up? Not at all. That's disappointing. They basically just said, you know, sorry, nothing we can do. It's out of our hands. And basically it was on me to take care of it. And it's foolish on their part because generally, and I assume this was the case, when you send something to a collection agency, they're only getting a fraction of what the bill was. So they lost out for not bothering and not having the right systems in place to check with you. Presumably the doctor could follow up with you and your wife. So they had contact information that was correct in some part of the system. You think that if they knew they were going to lose money, they'd be in their best interest to do a little more follow-up, spend a little more time, but but no, they just, I guess, they just dump it off. Right, they lost money too. So that yeah. maybe there isn't the right stakeholder at the hospital that took ownership of the fact that that bill was not being paid for that reason. Exactly. So what is the takeaway? What is the lesson for our listeners? 
I would say, first of all, make sure that you follow up on all your medical bills. You know, even if you think that the office is going to take care of it the way they should, you, you just never know. You can end up in a situation like this. So, you know, I do acknowledge that I could have called and followed up after, you know, a month of not hearing anything. But back. maybe the insurance you were in network. So if I was doing something in network, I would have assumed that if I didn't get a bill, the insurance covered it. I made that assumption, too. But I think after this now, I'm 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 going to be on the safe side. I'm of like, course. you know what? I'm going to give them a call just to follow up if it's been like an unusually long amount of time since I've got any communication from them just to eliminate any issues or the chance of this uh, ever having again. (laughs) And, you know, the second thing I would say, you know, check your credit score. I was really fortunate that that was a habit that I had picked up. Um, You know, we were we had been paying off some debt. So I was in the habit of kind of looking at my credit score to see how it was changing. That's the only reason I knew that there was any type of um, issue is because I saw my credit score drop drastically and that that triggered me to look at my credit report. And that's where I found the error and uh, was able to finally take care of it. And that brings us to your money tip. Yeah. So my money tip would be check with your credit card company. If you do have a credit card or even some banks, Uh, a lot of them offer access to your credit score and some even your credit report directly through their website or their mobile app. And so it's it's really simple. It's it's free a lot of the times, and it it's just a really convenient tool to have with you. And you know whether you're looking for errors or you just want to kind of track your progress, I think it's a, a really great uh, incentive that these banks are offering to, to let you kind of stay on top of your your credit and your finances. And specifically, do you how often do you do that? I've slowed down. I was a little obsessive. I was checking like every day at one point. Now Ooh. I'm on a once per month basis. I'll, I'll log in, just kind of look and see how things are going. Just to, you know, I want to keep the practice up. I don't want to get too comfortable and, you know, let too much time pass because, you know, who knows when an error could pop up. So when people check their credit score, what are the things that they should be looking for that are good and that are bad? So I would say for sure, any type of drastic change. So if you've made this a habit and you're checking in a regular frequency, your credit score is not going to swing wildly. You know, it's it's normal for it to swing, you know, 10, 20 points here and there. But if you see any type of drastic change, that would for sure be a, a trigger point to let you know, you know you need to look into this a little bit more, whether it's, you know, going to someplace like freecreditreport.com, uh, which is uh, run by Experian, and you're getting a copy of your credit report just to, you know, see what's going on, you know, wild changes in any area of your finances, you know, is normally a sign of something that's not normal and then something you should maybe look into a little bit more. All right. Sounds good. Tell us more about the Popcorn Finance Podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I host and um, created the Popcorn Finance Podcast. Uh, the premise is it's where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Love uh, so that. It's, oh, thank you. <laughs> so it's just a super short form podcast. You know, episodes range from, you know, four minutes, you know, up to 15. I have a guest on. And, you know, it's, it's all about just simplifying finances in like a casual way. You know, I've covered topics such as, you know, travel hacking, paying down debt, some of the options that I use for budgeting and, and how we handle our finances here. And I just want to make it a way to make money approachable and easy to pick up for anyone, regardless of how much time they have in their schedule. And you have one of the best podcasting voices too, Chris. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, Bobby. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so where can people find you and learn more about Popcorn Finance? All right, for sure. So you can visit popcornfinance.com. Um, there I have links to subscribe to the show. It's found anywhere you can find podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those good places. Or you can uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's Popcorn Finance Podcast or on Twitter at Popcorn Finance. And you're making wonderful content. So thank you so much, Chris. I am a big fan of your podcast and I'm going to be coming up on an upcoming episode at some point. So that was so much fun as well. Thank you for everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm excited to share that with everyone, too. Hey everyone, so much to talk about here. 
Financial grown-up tip number one. The only thing Chris did wrong here, he did not follow up in finding out what he owed the hospital. So the tip is to try to stay on top of your medical bills, especially the ones that you know are probably coming, even if you're hoping they're not. That said, the visit was in-network, so Chris, in all fairness, could have believed there wasn't much due except for a copay that he probably had already paid at the hospital. But at the end of the day, he himself says he should have checked in and been more on top of it. Mixed feelings about that, though. Financial grown-up tip number two. Don't assume that corporations or institutions, such as hospitals, are competent in their billing. Question everything. This especially goes, sadly, for end-of-life situations when the family is distracted and just wants to move on. Assuming you do get bills, try, hard as it may be, to go through them. I know of some instances where the bills were so out of control, literally offensive, that people have gone to the financing offices of the hospital and just negotiated them down on the grounds that no one could possibly go through every charge for an overpriced Band-Aid or medication or whatever and prove that it actually happened, was given, and was priced correctly, fairly, and fairly is pretty broad when it comes to our healthcare system. Hold them accountable. Just because they throw a list of a thousand teeny charges on a bill doesn't mean you can't question it. If you have not already, please subscribe and help us spread the word by sharing on social media. I am at Bobby Rebel on Twitter. On Instagram, I am at Bobby Rebel one and go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown-up podcast to hear all the episodes and learn more about the show. And of course, rate and review on iTunes. I hope you enjoyed Chris's story and that we all got one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.